Hey folks, quick disclaimer about Greasy Says, my new show about being a game developer for 15 years who's brown. Okay, Greasy Says contains explicit language, adult situations, and viewer discretion is strongly advised. Right, Greasy Says is supposed to be a comedic take on what it's like to be in the gaming industry from my perspective, but I'm not out here trying to make people feel uncomfortable just for the sake of it. So, to sum it up, I have a potty mouth. Don't let your kids listen to this shit. And kings and queens above 18 only. Let's try that. All right. Lay is. Haha, let's get this party started. Crazy says. Check, check, check. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. We gotta dust off this mic here. Let me just dust this. Let's dust this off right quick. What up, Greasy people? It's your boy Greasy here again with a new episode of Greasy Says. Now, let me just start this from the top. If you're an avid listener of Greasy Says, I know I got a, a lot of new listeners recently. Um, the podcast is kind of switched up. It's going to be way more sporadic. I used to drop these every other Wednesday. Now they kind of come in whenever I get a chance to because life is life. You know what I mean? And you got to keep it moving in this life. Uh, but I had to pop on here because I have a few things I want to talk about. And of course, top of mind, top of mind. This week, the GTA 6 trailer got released. Woo, Florida, yeah. Now, there's a few things I want to talk about GTA and GTA 6 and GTA in general. The first thing that's really funny about GTA is whenever a trailer drops on a GTA game, it 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 all it like automatically spins up all of these like grassroots YouTube channels. All these people come out of the woodwork with analytics and analysis of the of the trailer and picking apart every single pixel on screen, trying to look for Easter eggs and meanings where there are no meanings and and uh, parallels to reality, etc., etc. All of these people come out of the woodwork. With, with their crazy takes on the new GTA trailer. It's, it's fascinating. It's almost like uh, y'all should be thanking Rockstar for, for basically creating jobs out here. They drop a trailer and mad people get jobs. That's crazy to me. That trailers are giving people jobs now? Game trailers? But anyway, I, I watched the new trailer. It's not very long. Who cares if it's a long trailer? It's a trailer. It should be short. It doesn't need to be five minutes long. I don't know why people would even complain about that. It's so dumb to me. But personally, I think it looks dope. Like, yeah, it's GTA. Nothing surprising here. It looks like they kind of upped the models a little bit, but it looks like it's still using the same tech generally from GTA 5. Um, some great uh, character uh, shape, uh, diversity in this like that there was a shot of miami beach and the shit looked like miami beach it's like all like fat people shredded people skinny people dumpy looking people black white orange everything you know what i mean it looked legit like miami i've lived in miami for many years all right at one point in my life i lived in miami um and that's the thing about gta 6 is we're back in vice city which is a spinoff of of miami essentially 
but they have crazily recreated Miami. I mean, you could smell the piss and, and meth uh, in some of these images. It's crazy. Uh, I lived in Miami for a long time. Miami is basically a layer of hell, right? It's, it's, a, it's one of the shittiest places ever. Uh, the most, the, you know, it ranges from like the most wealthy people to the most basic fucking bottom feeding people to college kids who just want to come in and destroy the city for a weekend to, you know, people from Atlanta, black folks from Atlanta, basically coming in on Memorial weekend and turning that shit into a place I don't want to live in. It's, it's insanity. Miami is, is an insane place. Fun if you like. 18 to 21 but if you have any sort of sense in your brain miami is a shit show just want to put that out there sorry if you live there and you love miami you're wrong Ooh, them's fighting words but yeah this game might just prove how much miami sucks you know what i mean they even like i said about memorial day weekend they're capturing the whole vibe of memorial day weekend in this game all the shots of like the social media like tiktok-esque uh, images and reels or whatever that are based on real life a homie of mine just sent me a reddit post that shows the parallels between real life and 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 the game but like it's showing how crazy miami is and how next level the fucking insanity in miami is and they're capturing that shit perfectly i i'm very impressed it makes me it makes me think how gta GTA games, right, are essentially historical recordings. You know, the, the more that GTA is around, the more I'm starting to see that. Like, GTA is almost like a sign of the times. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a commentary on the times, but it's also like a historical document of the times. Like, you think about GTA 4, New York City, it was grungy. That time in, our, in, in history, that felt appropriate for that game you know what i mean if you were an immigrant coming to new york that game probably resonated pretty hard with you feeling like you're completely lost in new york you're nobody unless you get involved in some crazy shit in some crimes and force your life forward also an early example of the prevalence of cell phones as a menu system now we in an age where social media is king right everyone has a platform every speck of insanity is on full display it's on a billboard if you are crazy and someone has a camera phone your ass is gonna be famous your ass is gonna be viral and the extremities of of the of, of just actions and, and and shit that people say and wild shit that people get into the extremes are even more extreme now than they ever have been and i feel like gta 6 is kind of showing you that even though we know nothing about the story or nothing, but like just the images that we saw from the world, it's a reflection of how life has evolved, how extreme life has become. And the pacing in that trailer and just how crazy all the shit happening in that trailer was, is like, yo, this shit is like real life. It's a direct extension of real life where all the craziest things you're seeing in GTA aren't even made up. The craziest things in GTA are based in reality. I mean, wow. Wow. Uh, what else? Everybody's saying first female character in a uh, lead character in a GTA game. Hooray. 
I mean, I feel like a lot of games are kind of doing that now. Um, as well as Hollywood, like everybody's kind of throwing like the female male character, the female main character in there, which is great. You know, we need more of that. Uh, I've, I've always believed that we need more immoral women, more like bad women in lead roles. And it looks like in this game, it's possible. I mean, she's a criminal. So, yeah, uh, she's a bad person. But I'm interested to know what the dynamic between her and her man is. Uh, I have a feeling like just from the images of like the, the, the image of her holding on to him and he's in front, but she's like has her arm over him, like almost like owning him. I feel like she's going to be controlling my dude in a way like she's going to be his downfall. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm just speculating. I'm, I'm turning into one of these YouTubers, man. I'm just speculating. But yeah, the world's getting crazier and crazier. And GTA is just reflecting that shit. It's crazy. Hilarious, though, that they dropped this short trailer. Uh, has like 64 million views in the first, what, couple hours? And at the end, they're like, yeah, this should be coming out two years from now. 2025. That is, that shows you the scale of a GTA game. I mean, it's pretty far along, right? Like all the graphics, all the voiceover, all of the scenes are, are done uh, so that they could put this trailer together. Or like they're mostly done. They might need polishing. They might need bug fixing. But imagine announcing a game and saying, okay, we're going to bug fix and try to get this thing shippable for two years straight. That's insane to me. And as well as, you know, spinning up all the marketing for the game and all that stuff, release a second trailer, spend your bajillions of dollars on marketing. I get that. Um, but that shows you the scale of a GTA game where they have to announce a thing and you know it's going to slip. You know 2025 is going to come around and they're going to slip by another like three months, six months or whatever because they haven't fixed all the bugs yet. And this thing is probably going to have online play. So that is just bug city. I wish them the best of luck. I feel very sorry for the people who are probably crunching already at Rockstar and are going to crunch for the next two years at Rockstar and then get let go when the game comes out. I feel really bad for them, but you're putting out something... That will entertain people for a decade, if not more. You know what I mean? So, is it worth it? I don't know, you tell me. So, as I think about the GTA trailer, and I think about how much of a shit show Miami is, and from when I lived in Miami to now how much shittier Miami has become and how much shittier a lot of the world has become. A lot of the, the U S has become San Francisco is a apocalyptic nightmare. Uh, Venice beach, apocalyptic nightmare, skid row, Philadelphia, apocalyptic nightmares. It's like this trailer, watching this trailer made me feel made me realize that the apocalypse is already here. The shit we've been waiting on, the end of the world, quote-unquote, the downfall of society, quote-unquote, it's already here. It's just happening at a snail's pace. The apocalypse is slow. It's like a winter. It, it, just, it just comes on slowly, but it doesn't stop. 
The apocalypse is happening right now. You know what I'm saying? Businesses buying up all the homes and making housing unaffordable. People who can't afford to even live in a city anymore. Out on the street. You know what I mean? Fentanyl epidemic. Yeah, you got like pristine white women nodding off in trains and shit on fentanyl. All right? It's, it's like beyond status. It's beyond socioeconomic standing. It's here for everybody. You know, we got fucking zombies walking, literal zombies. We got fucking bath salts, people eating each other's faces, literal zombies walking around Miami and shit. You know what I mean? It's all here. It's all already here. You know what I mean? War, like localized war, people walking around with guns, blasting each other for nothing. People, people literally shooting each other over fucking coffee and McDonald's and shit. You know what I mean? All these things, all these apocalyptic visions that you would have shown somebody this back in the, in, in like the early 19th century. And they would have been, this sounds like a nightmare. This sounds like the end of the world. I hear we are living in it like the shit is normal. You know what I mean? But it's happening slowly enough that none of us are panicking. If it all happened at once, boom, we'd freak out. But we're just, we just rolling with it. And it's slowly just becoming more and more of a snowball. The apocalypse is here, y'all. So strap in. What you play, 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 what are you playing? What you playing? So I've been playing uh, Alan Wake 2. Whew. Man, I'm at a point now where I think I'm close to the end. I'm not going to spoil anything. Don't worry. Um, but I, I really enjoy Alan Wake and I'm, I'm enjoying Alan Wake too, to be honest. Uh, I love the first one. The first one was one of those early masterpieces for me. Crazy show off of, of technology, physics, all that stuff, really pushing the, the boundaries, uh, psychological thriller, good storytelling, cool characters, a pinch of humor, a pinch of ridiculousness here and there, just an all rounded a well-rounded world universe that doesn't take itself too seriously. I love games like that. Um, Alan Wake 2 doesn't fall far from the tree. You know what I mean? It, it, it seems like they kind of took a little bit from the Resident Evil franchise, the over-the-shoulder camera stuff. Um, they, you know, pre-Resident Evil, what is it? Six? Yeah, I think so. Uh... You know, before they went first person. Close camera on the character. That feels right for Alan Wake. It's very claustrophobic and it makes combat very stressful because in the first Alan Wake, the camera was more pulled back from the main character. So you could see the motions of, of, of the enemy a lot better because you had more depth of field. Uh, I think you mean field of view. But in this game, my God, when those characters start getting at you, it feels mad stressful. It's almost, it's almost like Last of Us level of stress. They just run upon you. Your reloads are mad slow. You're trying to change batteries in your goddamn flashlight. It's crazy. Um, what else is great about this game? The character animations, the facial animations are very impressive. Uh, you know, in games sometimes when you do lip sync, uh, there are several programs that can kind of auto lip sync for you and then you do clean up in this uh 
and usually when you use that technique, you kind of get this static face, a very static face that doesn't have a lot of expression in it that goes along with the words. And the lips move, but the lips are doing all of the acting, quote unquote, and the face isn't, which is a separation. Nowadays, with like stuff coming out from the, the DC universe and, and Mortal Kombat and stuff like that, they're actually doing full facial capture, which is very, very accurate, looks incredible, very faithful to the actor's um, performance. And I think, I'm not sure, I think they might have done a similar approach on Alan Wake 2. The facial performances in this game are second to none. Particularly, I want to shout out the character Rose. Her performance in this game is riveting. Like you can't, when she starts talking as a character, you can't take your eyes off of her. Her performance is so good. The actress is, let me look her up. Because I really want to give props where they do, man. Uh, Let me see. Rose. Alan. Uh, actress? Actor? I don't want to be... I don't want to be rude. Jessica Preddy. Jessica Preddy plays Rose in Alan Wake 2. And I just want to give a big round of applause for that performance. She crushes it. Even if, you, even if you don't want to play the game, just go look up a YouTube video of this facial performance and you'll just be like, wow, this is where games are now? This is crazy. So yeah, big props on them for all the, the motion capture stuff in that game is fantastic. Um, the sound is magnificent. You know what I mean? It's, it's glitchy. It's curdly. It feels gross. It feels dark. The dark presence. And it's really high fidelity. Amazing. Uh, lots of great music. Great um, original music. Um, and of course, like all of, uh, Sam Lake's games and all of Remedy's games, for some reason, they are obsessed with full motion video. They are obsessed with blurring the line between digital characters and live action. And they've, over the years, they've crossed the line like too much or they've not gone enough or whatever. Like, for example, Control. Nope. Is it Control? Control nope. had... No, the one before Control. Yep. What was the one before Control, man? I don't know. Uh, it's your podcast. Now I gotta look up all the Remedy's games. Remedy Entertainment. Crazy is Google, baby. Looking for it. I hope he it? finds it. Quantum Break. I didn't like that game at all. I tried to play it. I may have gotten like halfway through it and I just gave it up because it was boring. But Quantum Break was Remedy at their worst, where you had to sit there and watch like 20 minutes of a movie before you could play the game more. And if you skip the movie now, you don't understand what the hell's going on in the story. I know Sam Lake just wants to make movies. He's like Hideo Kojima. It's like both of them, they just want to make movies. They, and they found an avenue for them to make movies under the guise of video games. Uh, and I personally, I'm not a huge fan of that. I don't like when you force me to sit down and watch something. I like skippable cutscenes. I like storytelling through gameplay rather than here's a bunch of exposition. But here we are. This is the type of games that this guy makes. 
And I, I will say, compared to Quantum Break, Alan Wake 2 is better. They don't beat you over the head with movies, but they still do a lot of, of video integration, which is, can be hit or miss. Sometimes it really works, like in, when you're doing a sort of investigative detective stuff and they're showing you video as part of the explanation while you're playing. That's cool. But when I got to sit down and watch an, a flicking music video, I'm like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, it's still a really good integration, a, a good use of, of video in a game. And let's talk about Sam Lake. Sam Lake is the, what is he like? He's a, he must be the creative director or CEO or, or some shit of Remedy. He's high up, but he's also their auteur, right? So he writes the games, he directs the games, blah, blah, blah. And he also puts himself in goddamn everything if he can. He puts himself in every game he makes if he can. He originally, Sam Lake was Max Payne. His face is Max Payne's face in the first and second Max Payne. Um, and he has a very iconic face. It's the kind of like, you know, almost like the rock, but a white guy. Uh, kind of raised eyebrow, chiseled look. But Sam Lake, of course, puts himself in this game in a major way. Finally reveals that the Max Payne voice is not his voice. He's a Finnish guy. He has a very Finnish accent. Um, but what is, I, like, he, this guy, I mean, what is the obsession about putting yourself in every single game? I get it. I mean, you're, if you're the owner of this company and you love making games, you love making movies, and you just want to see yourself in movies all the time, you go and cheat and find a way to put yourself in everything that you make because you pay the bills, you run the show so you can do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Which is fine. Um, but I wonder if it's getting a little bit old and I wonder if it's time for homeboy to step back. I don't know. He doesn't have to, it's his, it's his life, it's his company. He can do whatever the hell he wants, but you know, it's just funny how he puts himself in everything. A little bit cringy in my opinion, but, uh, it's funny because the, the character in Alan Wake 2, the, the police character he plays is called, what is it, something Casey? Is it Alex Casey? I think it's Alex Casey. But he still uses Max Payne's face and Max Payne's voice. But because I guess they, that Remedy sold the rights to Max Payne to Rockstar, they can't use the name Max Payne anymore. So he's just basically transformed this Max Payne character into this Alex Casey character. And in the world of Alan Wake, that's totally acceptable because there are no rules in the Alan Wake universe. You can change anything with writing. So if you write a new character and you change their name, it makes total sense. That's the interesting thing about Alan Wake is you could change the rules at any moment and it still, quote unquote, makes sense. So I've been playing it. It's been fun. Uh... I, I kind of wonder if it's a little too long because the, there's parts of the middle section where I was like, this is kind of dragging on. I'm starting to get bored. I was literally like kind of falling asleep on myself. Maybe that's because I have a child and your kid wears you the fuck out. So when you actually go to play games, you're like, oh man, is it nine o'clock yet? Jeez, I'm tired. But yeah, I'm wondering if it, if it was a little bit too long. But at the same time, I wonder if they got pressure from the boardroom to kind of make sure the game is of a certain length because it, you know players these days if they don't get 
60 hours out of a game, it's quote unquote, not worth their time, which is ridiculous. Um, so I wonder if that's actually part of why he uses so much video and unskippable video and video narrative in his games to stretch the time limit, to stretch the amount of time that you're in the game. Uh, that'd be an interesting stat if that were true. Yeah, but cop it, check it out uh, if you if you can. I really like it. I think I'm going to finish it soon. I don't know if I'll replay it, to be honest, uh, once it's done. Because I got Thief Simulator 2 ready to rock, so I might jump on that next. Well, the holidays are almost here, y'all. Here we are. The word at Halloween is passed, so here's it's just a shit show from here until January. Uh, all I could say to y'all is don't take the bait, okay? Stay away from the politics. Take lots of walks, especially if you're hanging around family for the holidays. You all right? You already went through Thanksgiving. You know what's coming, all right? Take lots of walks. Get outside. Take a deep breath. Take your vape pen with you. Take your take whatever your gummies, your edibles, whatever you gotta do to keep a smile on your face and to keep yourself level-headed. Don't talk about Elon Musk. Don't talk about Jeff Bezos. Don't talk about Joey B. Don't talk about Donnie T. Alright? Just just keep it moving. Keep it level. Carry your switch with you so you can rock some uh, I don't know, Zelda, some Mario Wonder. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking forward to getting Mario Wonder. I know my wife already copped it for me because I saw it in the cart and I know she's getting that for me. And I'm very excited to play that. So, yeah, just try to enjoy the holidays, y'all. I know it's hard. I know it's a slog, but we all make it through. OK, smile even when you think you shouldn't. That's my advice. Oh, and finally, Thank you to all the new listeners out there. I really appreciate it. You know what I mean? Tell all your friends about Greasy Says. Tell them it's the greatest video game podcast on earth with the best game developer talking to you. Solo, one-on-one, no guests, like he's a crazy person. All right? I appreciate all the new listeners. Remember, you could always check me out on social media. Greasy Says on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. You could check out my music under MQ, that's M-C-U-E. And that's on SoundCloud, that's on Bandcamp, uh, that's on Spotify. Get my streams up, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, and just keep coming back. I'm loving the spike right now. Apparently, I can't cut Buzzsprout and just move to YouTube because of all the people listening on Buzzsprout right now. So, you know, it's kind of a wrench in my plans, but it's, it's one of those happy wrenches. You know, one of those wrenches you might just leave in there. So we'll see how it goes. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming out. I appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, hit me up, greasy says at gmail.com if you got a question or you want me to talk about something, whatever. And uh, yeah, let's, let's let's call it right there. Greasy people, thanks for coming out. Remember to like, subscribe, comment, give me feedback. Subscribe though, for real. Go to the YouTube, subscribe there. And until next time. It's me, Greasy, and I'm checking out with that room key. <coughs> Raiders. <coughs>